0: Welcome to season four of Exploring the Prophetic. We are on a journey of spiritual curiosity to see how God's voice can impact us and the world around us. I interview guests from every walk of life and background about how their relationship with God and hearing His voice has given them different opportunities and breakthrough experiences. This season, I'm also asking every guest how they got through a time when they thought they'd heard from God or they received a prophetic word from someone else that didn't happen and how God helped them to resolve that. Come join our conversation on Exploring the Prophetic, starting now. I'm so glad you've tuned in to Exploring the Prophetic today. and This is going to be a great episode. I have Chris and Julie Bennett, who are the podcasters of Finding Family. It's a special podcast about what it's like to live out of the place of family. And it's a mainstream podcast, not just a Christian podcast. But they have this incredible story as pastors from Oklahoma— who God transplanted, not as ministry people, but in the industry here in Los Angeles, California, where they're pursuing several television shows that they're they're pursuing to work on, produce. And they also survived an incredible journey of cancer right when they moved here, where Julie had stage three breast cancer. And after she defeated it once, it came right back. Now she's completely cancer free, thank God. But she has an incredible story about that. I think Chris and Julie's story is so relatable to so many people who are trying to walk out a faith journey when God leads you by his word, by speaking to you, by showing you, not only for you, but your whole family. This is going to speak to so many of you today. And I know you're going to really not only enjoy their story, but it's going to it's going to take you on your own faith journey and give you some maybe answers and maybe some illumination or teaching for how to walk out promises from God. And this is a huge deal that God's sending so many people into so many areas that they've never been before, and maybe that the church has never been before. And so we need to hear the pioneers like Chris and Julie Bennett. So stay tuned today for Chris and Julie's story. My new book is called Encounter, a Spiritual Perspective That Will Shape Your Faith for the Coming Move of God. And this book is going to help you to understand the days we're living in right now and have an urgency to meet with Jesus the way that I did through some of these encounters that are going to form your faith. So you can get this book, so make sure to go to bullsministries.com and counter a spiritual perspective that will shape your faith for the coming move of God. Well, i get to welcome my guests who've been long-term friends to the podcast, Chris and Julie Bennett. I'm so glad you guys are here And I can't wait for our audience and the explorers that are on here to hear your story because I've been watching it play out as your friend and Shereen, I love you guys so much. And there's so much meat and depth to the way you've chosen to walk with God as a family. Like this is a huge deal to see your family take such a risk to move from Oklahoma to California and then plant roots here when you could have left about 200 times, and everybody would have commended you for leaving and said, yes, that's what you should do. And you guys were like, no, God spoke to us, and we're going to hold the line as a family. So just watching that has been so inspirational. Welcome today. I can't wait for everyone to hear your story. How are you guys doing?
1: Thank you. It's such an honor to be on. Yeah,
0: Yeah, thank you, Sean. Our our joy, for sure.
1: We're doing well. We're doing
0: well. Good. Well, I mean, you're you're here and you know, we're almost post-pandemic kind of. Yes. Yes. <laughs> almost. almost. We're almost out of it. But you guys moved here not only a few years ago, you moved here not only, you know, in one of the harder times in LA. And you moved here because God spoke to you and you could tell us a story about how he spoke to you. But but just to set the stage a little bit, like you moved with your four kids. You mm-hmm. moved and Julie, you got cancer right away, breast yeah. cancer, immediately when you guys got here. Mm-hmm. And then the pandemic happened shortly after that as well. And you had to do medical treatments in lots of ways. And then the cancer came back and now you're cancer free. Thank Jesus. We'll talk about this, but I just at the stage of it's like, you guys went from senior pastoring successful community in Oklahoma, Norman, Oklahoma to here. So talk about this because this has not been an easy road and you're still in the middle of your story of LA. Yeah. But how, how come you guys moved here? Tell our audience. I mean, it's all your fault,
2: Sean. It actually started, (laughs) you know, it's 2017, I think, where we can look back. And it was a a really marked moment because you had invited us to a leaders gathering. And we were in Norman, thought we'd be in Norman for life, in Norman, Oklahoma. And you had invited us, I think, two years prior. And for some reason, we never went. But I remember this time, literally about four days before, we were like, we're supposed to be there. And we scrambled, got tickets. We kind of roll like that anyways. We like to do things a little bit last minute. But we we went to this, you know, three-day gathering and there were some encounters with you and a couple other people there that were significant prophetic words that at the time, as it often is with the prophetic, maybe don't fully make sense. Some of it resonated, but now we can look back and realize, oh, some of it was preparation words for what we're about to go through, what we're about to walk into that we had no idea that we could go back to and say, oh, okay, God, you said this. So it actually gave us like the endurance to keep going. But I would say that was a starting point. Yeah,
1: God was setting the stage for sure.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And then, then spring 2018, we went through a challenging, but, but honestly, a really beautiful uh, transition with our church um, that God used in a really unbelievable way, because going through some of the, the hard, That's a
1: nice way to say it. Yeah, That was a really, I know
0: that was a beautiful way to say it. I love oh, that. I do. It's
1: challenging, but really beautiful, mainly challenging
0: yeah uh, it was hard at the
1: end it was good yeah it was really hard
2: but not to be cliched but I mean it's amazing how the pain we were going through pushed us to this place I think of surrender that I don't know that we would have been at otherwise Wow. so our son Bo is an artist got invited to a a creative arts school late spring 2018 kind of on the back end of our season here in LA and I would say that few weeks, you were here, mm-hmm. I was here, mm-hmm. God began to speak in really significant ways about Los Angeles to the point that, to get to your question, it was so loud and so clear, and again, Sean, some of this you were you were a really important part of, we knew that God was calling us to LA, yeah. but we didn't fully know why, you know, and I we read about Abraham a lot during that time, and it talks about Abraham went out not knowing where he was going, and that that's a great sermon title, it is insanity, when you actually are like stepping into that. Yeah, because we knew we were called to do something in the realm of media, which we had never really done. You know, there's a few people that moved LA to do work in media, we were like, Oh, we're gonna take it by storm, you know, and
1: I I put some great videos out on Instagram, we were ready.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then we, we really felt this sense of, you know, we're really passionate about not only our family, but creating a sense of family for people and felt we want to be a place where people that are in the industry can come and experience family in a really organic way. And again, that sounds really good. How do you make a living doing that? We're still trying to figure that out, but that's ultimately (laughs) how we land. Yeah.
1: I mean, I say the last three years, it's been a little over three years now, right? Three and a half. Three and a half. Um, Three and a half since Chris was staying in your guest house week one. Uh, (laughs) Totally. Trying to figure it out. No. um, And it's like, you get to practice everything you ever preached. Yeah. I'm like, you know, here we've spent, you know, we've pastored a church for a decade. We've done ministry for 22 decades.
2: 22 decades. Not 22 wow. decades.
1: That would
2: be. We really were, Abraham really, and Sarah.
1: You we really were. No. Um, <laughs> my goodness. For two decades doing ministry, and you take this huge leap out of the boat, if you will, and everyone thinks you're crazy. Even mm. the crazy faith people you think, think you're, you're crazy. crazy. You think you're crazy. And you go, okay, do I believe anything that I preached the last yeah. 20 years? I mean, I say I do. And then you get to walk out something and walk into something that you go, oh, it was worth it. Like, oh, he really is true to his word. And yeah. God is not true to his word just because it's, you know, it, it doesn't change because things are hard. And we again, speaking of sermons, we can have a bazillion sermons on, we'll be persecuted and so it, suffering comes with being a Christian and we know all the right things. And then we take that step of faith, you know, and, you know, as it, um, Ephesians talk about, we have to have that faith. It's like, it says it's in Ephesians six, it's a wraparound shield. Well, there's a reason why the armor, like our faith, has mm-hmm. to be wraparound shield. You have to That's be wrapped good. around in this faith. You have to be. It starts with the belt of truth, right? Because you look at the armor from way back then, I mean, our armor is, it all started at the belt. So, yes, it's about our truth, but if you don't, you've not wrapped around, anything's coming in the side, you're done. We wouldn't still be here. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's, yeah. Well, so let me, you,
0: let me ask this. Cause right, I want to I want to kind of look at it this way too, which is you guys moved here and you didn't really know, like you said, what you were moving here for. You were being directed. You knew there was a show in you, you felt like that, that yeah. there was a show that you're still working on producing. Mm-hmm. But it, a lot of the theme was this thing that Chris said earlier, family, And Mm -hmm. you knew and you communicated to us right away. Like we know our kids are supposed to be here too. It's not just us. It's like our kids, there's opportunities for them here in the land. And we're coming here as a family to do something. And so because the formation, like a lot of people who would come to it, it's one of the hardest cities in the world to come to, one of the most expensive cities in the world to come to. And so it's one of the most spiritually barren places to come to. So you guys came here. And then on top of that, right after you got here, you got diagnosed Julie with cancer. So yeah. talk about what that was like to be in the, we don't know anything. And mm-hmm. now our faith, the shield of faith you've been talking about to wrap us around. Yeah. Now it's being challenged yeah. by not only very real circumstances of finances and what we're going to be doing, but also now a yeah. health to go on a health struggle. That's a life-threatening health struggle. Ta- take us on that journey.
1: Yeah. So um, uh, Chris came mid, um, mid August, 2018, I was packing up the house with my two littles Remember when I did that? It was amazing that I no, was don't. back. I was doing that. I myself, in the that? No, yeah. and um, we had our last send off so- Sunday, September second. We were in the car and we showed up. It's a longer story on how we uh, met these amazing people, but we found an incredible um, family to live with for two weeks until our house sold. Um, we were going to take the money of that house and we were going to rest for six months because we'd come out of a hard season.
2: But beautiful.
1: <laughs> but beautiful. Right. The, no. And and then our world got rocked even even further. So um, when we were going to close on the house, the people decided to back out last minute. So those two weeks at this family's house turned into two months during those two months. Um, right. Well, let me back up right before I left Oklahoma. I had just I was just scratching my arm one day. Um, just had a little itch and fast forward to um, basically uh, finally getting to the doctor a second time when I got here. And I was diagnosed with stage three breast cancer in the month of October. So we had just barely been here a month. What's crazy about that, and I think this is an important part of the story, is I tried to see the doctor the week before I came and they couldn't get me in to see. It. They were like, Yeah, we're mm-hmm. concerned. And they had issues with scheduling. It was a very bizarre issue. Like, they're like, This is important. Long story short, the Lord was very clear. He said, if you found out you had cancer in Oklahoma, you never would have come. Wow. And you were called to walk through this journey here. And that's why they couldn't schedule you because it was a it was wild. So um, here we find ourselves. and, And this is when all the little details that we don't have time to talk about really started to that they're the details that have shaped us mm-hmm. and all those sermons we preach and all the ministry we've done and all that we say we believe about God. A journey began in October of 2018 that has literally transformed our lives forever to see the tangible word of God played out when we hold the line and um, when we stay faithful to what he's called And it does. It changes you forever. Um, Not where that's a good idea to say. It's or like we believe that. And so um, we basically uh, moved out of this people's, uh, um, our friend's house. We moved 20 times over six, six and a half months while I did chemo in the same suitcases. And the movers almost stole our, all of our belongings, which is another story for another time.
2: Chris? Finding furniture.
1: Finding (laughs) furniture. It was insane. It
2: was insane. But I I remember, I take it back to... Yeah. The moment that she told me she was diagnosed, we were sitting in the car outside of this family's house, and you know, I—that's I, when I said to Julie, "Like, do we just need to go back? We have a house in Oklahoma, we have family, we have community, and you know, those that know my wife, she's fierce and she's unflappable." And she said,
1: "Unflappable,
2: well, unflappable, unflappable, cannot a, be flapped." That's a good one. Um, but I just remember she said that. It's like God's God called us here. He's called us to walk this thing out. In this place, and for us, he'd spoken in very specific ways about this being our promised land, and I think it's really important when we understand, you know, even prophetically, you know kind of the way I'd say it is we have to hold tightly to the promises of God. we have to hold yeah. very loosely to the process that we have to go through to get there. And I think we had no idea what the process would be, um, but we held on to what he said. and it was the thing we would go back to is the scriptures, the promises, the words were the thing that sustained us because we came up against so many barriers and impasses financially and living wise. And to your point at the beginning, nobody would have thought anything. If we'd gone back, they would have been like, well, finally, like you guys are crazy. So
1: everyone was like, that's when it got really crazy. Yeah. It was already crazy that we came. And then it was even more crazy. Like how can you say the people just backed out? Now you still own a house in Oklahoma. You have no money to rent a house and Julie has stage three cancer. You're cr- Come on. So yeah.
0: No, I think it's so good for people to hear this part of the story too, because there's listeners who are listening who are, who are wanting to hear from God or they've heard from Mm God. But when obedience comes and the trials of obedience come, it's really easy to just go, where's the easiest road or where I just, I'm in survival mode now. Like I I, I can't. So to hear your story, it's almost painful sometimes when you're in the middle of your own journey and you hear it because you're like, Oh my gosh, you walked through that. and You've only given like bullet points. you've walked through that much. We, you know, we haven't gone into the fact that the cancer came back after the first time and you did all the chemo and you moved 20 right, times. Yes, and you finally right. got into a house and it comes back. And you have to start treatment during the pandemic and during times when you had to be alone a lot and just that kind of stuff. Yeah. I think for people to hear the radical price behind going after a life of obedience for God, these things would have happened anyways, to yeah. some degree, as far as at least yeah. the cancer and the pandemic and stuff. Sure. But, but they happen in a way where you... It was like an obstacle course in the spirit for you guys for a while. And I think, you know, we're shaped by those times because God, we get to know who he really is. And that's what I hear you guys saying. Take us on the journey a little bit more as far as like, so you, you go through cancer treatments. The first time you went a couple of places in the world to get treated as well. And uh, your family now is going to school here. They're like settling in, they're connecting. Talk about that process of being in the middle of the struggle with a family. Yeah. Yeah. Let me go. go.
1: Yeah. Um you know and I and I want to say as as we talk about that that when when you're standing on promises and you get the prophetic word um God is so you know we can't wait for that prophetic word to be fulfilled and that promise and that destiny and all those things and then the hard comes and um uh God is so much more into we can't wait to get somewhere and he's like I'm so about yeah. you. And, yeah. and and in and, and your healing and, and what I'm doing in you to get there. And so that's been a huge thing. So with our kids, you know, when we the first time we found out I had cancer, you know, our kids as all kids are so, you know, we're all created differently as are our children so different. And I had one that was so angry and so mad at God, one just said, pr- who was really anxious, asked me, said, promise me, you just won't die. One said he was going to sleep in our bed for the rest of his life to make sure I'm okay. And, and I one, said, no, you're not. And we <laughs> love you. But- <laughs> yeah. No, <you're> not. And, <laughs> and one and one who didn't stop crying for days and days. And so they all respond differently. And what we learned as when you go through the hard, you start to learn that the things you thought you were really good at in family that maybe you weren't so good. And that's not, a, that's not a bad thing. It's not a shameful thing. Yeah. You just get to grow and learn and, um, we learned how to create space for our kids and for us to really feel. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't, I thought I was good at that. And I realized I wasn't that good at it. And I wasn't wow. that good at myself and creating space to be angry and not be okay and not over spiritualize it and not put um, some band-aid of the right thing to say, or my kids didn't need me to quote a scripture to them, yeah. you know? That week or that month or that season, and I'm not negating the word of God, you guys know what I'm saying, but there was those times of really creating a space and out of that space to learn how to process together, we're learning that as individuals, so I'm learning that as an adult, as a mom, as a spouse, as a friend, but to learn and just like my child who was 15 at the time or 10 or whatever they're learning that individually. And then you learn how to do that as a family and how to be integrated together to feel because there's a difference in feeling on your own. And then there's a beautiful mosaic of how the integration comes as a family union. Mm -hmm. And that could go for church settings, businesses, friend groups. There's an integration that Holy Spirit brings when you feel Mm -hmm. together out of your process of being that. And I really feel like, that has been the biggest thing. I don't know if you would agree with that, but the biggest thing we've learned to do as a family, and every one of us individually and together, have been radically changed. And I would say it's all worth it, and I do it all over again for that very wow. place of yeah. integration as a family. I think that's the word Good. I use. Yeah, I don't know. I agree.
0: What if I didn't? What if I disagreed
1: with it? I was like, that would
0: be awkward. <laughs> <laughs> that would be yeah. real marriage, right there. No, it's it's interesting because I've checked in with your kids yeah. from time to time and just, especially during the journey, just to ask, like, yeah. how are you feeling about your mom? What's going on in your heart right now? And they, they could actually articulate it most of the time. Every once in a while, your youngest would cry. She's like, and then hold her or whatever. But I mean, yeah. they could actually articulate it and just say, like, this is where I'm at. This is what's going on in my heart. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that was so beautiful because they were like, in a real process where you guys did give them that room. And it was, and it really modeled something to where some of your kids, their friendship peer circles are starting to surround your house mm-hmm. and connect to you guys because they feel the safety. And I think that's one of the healthy staples of family is like when you're doing it well, the world wants to come to your house, the Christian yeah. world of, of the other outside world. They yeah. want to come to your house. And they it's want to really see your family because it feels safe. That nuclear yeah. sense of, Ooh, this is, I, I don't have this or I want more of this is right. really incredible. So you guys kind of, you, you, that was the beginning of the journey. And then you went on the journey and it was long. Yeah. Yeah. And it was over a, a long period of time. And so, you know, being in LA, was there ever a point where you guys were like, okay, let's just, let's press delete on this. Let's go back for a few years here. And then, and then we'll come back. And, or were you like, no, we're done. We're, we're here. This is where we're supposed uh, to be. I think I think because
2: and I don't have time, but every time we would come to those moments God would do something to remind us, you know, like mm-hmm. we we have a pretty stubborn faith, and I think you have to. Yes, you do. What I've realized is naivety is a prerequisite to say yes. I think God intentionally doesn't tell us everything because I think if He showed us like, yeah. here's where I'm calling you to LA, here's what you're gonna walk through, be like, no, I'm good. I think we'll, I think we're good. I think we'll stay. Yeah. But I think he that childlikeness of like, God, you said it, I trust you. Then you go through it, you come up against all these oppositions, and and again, God. Is faithful to his word, and so I think when there were moments, and a lot of times it's been the financial, the health, and the financial has made it like so constricting. And we'd hit these moments, and literally I could tell you ten stories where it's would like, say, "God, if something was to happen today," and he's like, "Okay, if something would happen, <laughs> miracle." Yeah, he's kind like that.
1: He's
2: now we're ready to not need a miracle every month, but it's great. No, I, I shouldn't should say car- that. I need to yeah, be careful care- how you say it.
1: Always,
2: yeah. It. Uh, we're yeah. ready to be in milk and honey, and not giants <laughs> in our yes. land. We think we're coming into. We are. Whoa.
0: I want to kind of form this a little bit into that. So you guys, in the middle of this, you found out some of the identity of why you came here. Yeah. And it's centered around family, which yeah. is so beautiful. And you started a podcast, Finding Family. Yeah. You guys got a really good book contract with HarperCollins yeah. for a book about your story. And then you yeah. also started to work on a TV show right now yeah. that's based on the same themes yeah. and got some really amazing people involved. I mean, I've seen the sizzle of it. I know there's a lot of networks that have looked at it and have been like, I'm intrigued by this. Talk about like that because you came here not knowing necessarily that it was about family or the media calling and the entertainment calling you, 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 that wasn't like the grit of it at the time. So how did you discover that? And, and what is it?
1: Yeah, we thought we were gonna have a talk show like, you know, week one, Chris and Julie, and uh, then that all oh. changes and you kind of laugh. Um, but I, I will say then I'll, I'll kind of, you know, pass it over to you, but we were, as we were moving 20 times, we had started a production company called Welcome Home. And at first, the, the, the theme was a welcome home type of thing. And I'm like, God, we don't we don't even have a house. <laughs> we're building this. This is hilarious. Because yes. like, home's not where you live. It's who you do life with. And everything along the way, God was teaching us. It's where he doesn't waste. He doesn't waste anything ever. Um, yeah. Anyway, so yeah. we'll talk about how it. How
2: yeah, but I would say happen. as we moved 20 times, we started meeting these people. Like, I mean, we already knew you and Sheree. Uh, the people that would hear our story open up their home would be out of town for 3 weeks and we're sometimes it was a two bedroom you know studio apartment in studio city sometimes it was a you know couple airbnbs but we had all these people that began to show us an aspect of family so is this weird it was this weird thing where you're like in the middle of the heart. and yet if you could step outside yourself you're like god it feels like you're writing a much bigger story that that's going to be a part of something for our future and that's exactly what happened is this idea became a vision with clarity through our own experiences. So even with this book deal, um, this guy that I was talking to about it was like, that's crazy that you guys signed a book deal and that that they paid you, whatever. And I said, but do you know how expensive our story is? Like we have a very costly story because of what God's allowed us to go through. But it is the thing that has formed the vision inside of us. So when we say family, what, what we're even our podcast and our book and even the show is all about From a spiritual standpoint, you know, it says that God places the lonely in a family. And I think there's lots of different ways he does that. He doesn't just do it through being married and having children. That's a way. It's not just through the family of origin we're born into. But the reality is everybody was made for family. And we live in the most lonely, isolated, depressed time in our nation's history. You know, psychologists now say that we're as divided as we've been as a nation since the Civil War. Wow. And, and COVID only accentuated those things. And I, and I remember yes. like when COVID hit and everybody's locked down and that there was a viral video in Italy of these high rise apartments, mm-hmm. the windows being flung open and people are singing back and forth yeah. in solidarity. Remember those. And It was such a picture to me of the human soul. We're all looking for belonging and connection and safety. And so what we're trying to do is use our story and the experiences of others to say, here's an aspect of family that we can learn and apply to our life. Here's a way you can experience family. Cause we actually believe family is something that we can actually create right where we are with mm-hmm. the people that
0: God has placed around us. Yeah.
1: This family's with, messy. It's messy. It yeah.
0: It's, it's so funny. Cause like when you say that, I feel like it is the felt need, but because people didn't necessarily have the most successful family unit right. growing Absolutely. up or wherever else, they don't look at it as the solution. Yeah. And so it's really interesting that God put this as the theme, because you guys are doing this in a mainstream way. It's not necessarily a Christian story. You're just sharing yeah. family. This yeah. is going to be a network show or like a mainstream show, not like a mm-hmm. on TV and like some of the stuff I produce. And uh, I think it's really wild because I think when you you know I talk to so many people just like you do here in l a we're we're in one of the culture meccas. And the felt need is the lack of family, the lack of nurturing, the lack of mentoring. People are like, people get around us and be like, I just want to spend time with you, which means they really want to be mentored, nurtured. They want some primary care, caregiver kind of relationships. They want discipleship. They want that. But they, because there has been so many unsuccessful family models, it feels like that, right. that's not how, That's not what people are looking at as a solution. Right. So I really love what you guys are doing because it is one of the, the main gifts that God's given us to sustain us on the earth as family. Yeah. And it's just so cool that you guys found this in the middle of, you know, such an amazing identity story. Before we go, I want people to be able to hear and uh, your podcast and also to follow you guys for your book comes out next year. But t- talk about the end of this story where you're at now, which is, you know, again, Julie, you're cancer free after the second round of treatments and you yes. had to go through some pretty radical stuff to get there, but you did it with yeah. God and with your family. I got um,
2: again.
0: So, yeah, you, I know if you have, I loved your crazy wigs that you would wear for fun. But I know that here is what <laughs> what we yeah. prayed for. I love that it's yeah, it's yeah. there. But uh, talk about just where you're at today, as far as the journey in LA and why it was worth it to get to this point.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we think about coming to our promised land, but there's always giants in the promised land. And uh, speaking of that shield of faith, I mean, gosh, I just go back to it a lot. It's who it's worth it to risk with God. It's not just a good idea. Like it's worth it every time. And when we risk, there's delay, there's detours, there's traffic, there's potholes. Um, there's a lot of things, but I would just say in the risk of dreaming with God and walking with God, um, you know, that whole thing about, you know, being holy as he is holy, it's called just surrendering. Yeah. It's surrendering. And, um, it's worth it because, we couldn't go to the next place that God has for us. I'm not talking about getting cancer and all those things, but I'm talking about walking through and sometimes holding on and not giving up means letting go. And I think we've learned those things and um, we've just seen the fruit of it. That's why we're still here. We've seen the fruit in our family, like to the question you asked us, we've seen the fruit in our kids and our relationships. And because I think family is on the, you know, that's at the forefront of God's heart. He's how that's been used for our family personally, so that when we could go create family and continue to learn, that's why it's worth it. Now, somebody's story might look totally different because all of our stories are different. When you can start celebrating along the way, you will stay in that place of faith and trust because you'll go. This is what God said in his word would happen and can happen. And then this is what he's promised on the other side, but we start to blame and blame is a big detour, which we don't have time to get into that, but
2: yeah, I just think I would encourage anybody listening that has a dream, a word, something they've stepped one is you got to, you know, take a step toward that. But then if you stepped out and you feel like, what have I done? Like, I feel like I'm sinking. I feel overwhelmed. Yeah. Is if we will hold on to the promise and, and yeah. stay in the process, it's like the person that was digging in this mountain. They thought there was $15 million of gold and they mm-hmm. dug and they dug and they dug and they never got to the goal. They stopped and then the next miners came along and they dug like a foot deeper and there was all this gold. And I think so yeah. many times people are so much closer than they realize, yeah. but they give up. And then they blame God or they get disenchanted, or whatever it may be. And then they settle. And that's no judgment in that, because certainly there were many times it would have been a lot easier. But I'm just saying if you have a dream, a word, a promise that you know is from God, pursue with all your heart and realize he's the fulfiller of his words. We just take one step at a time. You're closer than you think. Yeah.
0: Sure. i love that so tell us about the finding family podcast and where people yeah, so we're about to uh,
2: well yeah we, we're we working on season two right now it launches every wednesday you can get it on spotify on um on apple Podcasts, and it's just yeah it's called finding family our book we're finishing up you know what it's like to write a book it is it is not for the faint-hearted but we're getting there um, but it'll come out <laughs> spring 2023 and then nice. the tv show We'll we'll see we'll know more in the next couple months but we're yeah. excited
0: Thanks so much, you guys, for being on and sharing your story today. And I just think a lot of people can relate to it, especially post-pandemic. You know, there's so much going on in the world right now, and we are trying to walk in faith. That's everyone who's listening is trying to walk with God and walk it out. And I love that you guys are sharing it from a family perspective, not just from the individual perspective we normally get on this podcast, because there's something about taking our whole family on a journey together with God and trusting him and going into our promised land. and. And your kids are going to live a legacy because they watched what you guys have done. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to see the strength that they have to go into their promised lands. And, right. and that the fact that part of that is it's hooked into the dream that you had in LA. It wasn't just your dream. It's a family dream and it's going to affect yeah. your kids. And I don't know that we always think that way. So I so love that you guys were on today because I think a lot of people, it will help them to have that. oh yeah, well, I need to think bigger. I need to think about the whole picture in my life and everyone who's involved. So thanks. Thanks for being involved.
1: Thanks, Sean. Thanks for being part of our
0: story. Love it's you. an honor. Love you too. And I would encourage you guys to uh, listen to Finding Family every week and go back and listen to the first season. You're going to love some of the stories I've listened to it. These guys are expert at finding the story in people's family. And I love to watch and hear and listen to their lives and what God's doing through them. So thanks for listening today. Subscribe and rate this podcast so that we can get more podcasts to you and also to the world around us. Bless you guys. Do you want to be mentored in hearing God's voice? It's not hard, but it takes time, examples, practice, and conversations to really get in the place of being able to get revelation and also to know how to interpret and reply what God's showing you. I have started an online community through our platform, Translating God Mentoring, where you'll receive weekly videos, weekly live group mentoring, monthly special events, and all of our past e-courses on the gifts, marriage, and relevant topics to your spiritual journey. Come join me and all my platform contributors to learn how to walk out a thriving journey of hearing God. Thanks for listening to Exploring the Prophetic, part of the Exploring Series podcast. These podcasts are made possible by generous donations of listeners just like you. Become a partner or visit us at bullsministries.com with your one-time donation today. Also, if you are enjoying the podcast, please become a part of our family by subscribing. Connect to us at www.bullsministries.com where we wanna resource you with our articles, books, weekly mentoring, e-courses, and more or download our Bulls app free at our web store. We love to hear your feedback. Drop us a line, and also your rating, reviewing, and sharing makes such a difference in the world for people learning about us. Thanks for listening.